0: You're listening to Make It, a podcast by Bonsai Creative that helps aspiring professionals in film get where they're going faster by dissecting the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives in the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley, and with me today is my good friend and Make It podcast co-host, Nicholas Bugs. Hello, hello. Chris here with another episode of the Make It Podcast. And with me today is my co founder and good friend, Nicholas Bugs. Nick, say hello. What's up, folks? It's good to be here. Yes, it is. It's good to be in a room, quarantined and closed off from everyone in society. That's what feels really good right now. Um, social distancing. Is what the folks on uh, the news and Twitter are calling it, and we are in the age of social distancing right now. It's this is a a, a independent film podcast, of course, but I feel like we would be a little bit out of touch if we didn't uh, talk about what has dominated uh, the social zeitgeist and the news which is the coronavirus, uh, the COVID-19, which is the, uh, AIDS to the HIV. If you, if, if you can look at it that way. And, um, and, and, and today we want to talk a little bit about how that affects film as a whole independent film as well. And, and, and what we might see come out of this and, um, also a little bit about uh, a reminder, something we've talked about in the past, about how you market, because now you're going to be at home. You're going to be socially isolated. And that means you and your device are going to have time to create, and you're going to have time to post things on social media. And if you do it, there are uh, three ways in which you can do it, which is to either educate, inspire or entertain and Nick and I are going to talk about that. So, but but let's start off with the thing that's on everybody's mind, which is the coronavirus, the COVID-19. And I think the thing that jumps out to me about it right now in terms of you know, as I start thinking about it in terms of film and 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 what that might mean for filmmakers and the industry as a whole is that the uh, th- there seems to be a, a scale, a, a one to 10 scale by which there's panic, uh, lack of panic, concern, lack of concern, facts and uh, lack of facts. You know, uh, our president said that the tests were going to be everywhere and they were going to be beautiful And I don't know what that means. Um, I have to ask one of my Trump friends uh, what that means when Trump says the tests are beautiful. What do you think it means, Nick? (laughs) They're going to be better than any other country's tests.
1: That's what it is, because America's great. So that's what it's about. It's like, they're beautiful. Like, whatever you all are using is shit. You know, like, we got the beautiful tests, and they're going to be everywhere because y'all are messing around and only testing in certain places. Nah, we're better than you, so our tests are going to be better than yours. Yeah. Crazy. Just crazy.
0: Yeah, it it is a little bit crazy. And I think that when it started, it felt like, okay, this will be like SARS, Uh, there'll be, or or the avian flu, this will be, you know, this will be something that happens somewhere else. A few people here will be affected. Even Ebola had us really, really scared for a while. Um, But it feels like that got contained so well by healthcare. And this seems a little bit different. So um, it started that way. It, you know there are people that are like you know well it's like a bad cold and now the word is that that is like the worst flu of your life and nobody wants that nobody wants to get that um and and so it makes you wonder how sporting events are going to happen how school is going to happen and of course how people are going to go to watch a movie in the theater and how people are going to get together to even make a movie Nick
1: yeah, I mean it's it's, it's kind of crazy to watch, you know. Um, when I saw that South by Southwest had been canceled, and I think they're still actually trying to work on not making it canceled, but making it, you know, postponed. Um, it was just it was a shock, you know. Like Coachella, I think has been moved. Uh, another, you know, other uh, festivals are being canceled. There's conferences being canceled left and right. Um, you know, some of that is you know, don't bring that stuff here, right? Like Texas, I don't think they've got a lot of cases there. I might be wrong, but I don't, I don't believe that they do. And that's the whole idea there is that, you know, lots of people internationally come to South by Southwest, you know, let alone from across the United States. So I
0: think that was the concern.
1: Yeah. 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 So you're inviting it in, you know, to your space, same thing with like, you know, European football, you know, AKA soccer, and, you know, I got people like, you know, they had games like with no playing fans. with no fans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. But the idea is like, you know, don't bring it here. You know, don't infect other people in our city. Don't infect the players. You know, we just try to, you know, keep it on lockdown. Um, but it's it's kind of crazy the reverberating impacts of something like this. You know, I was just thinking about South um, by Southwest and listening to some of the news on that and reading some of it and uh, you know, they're going to take a huge loss
0: Yeah, uh, this year. It was supposed to be, South by Southwest was, was supposed to bring, they estimated 55 or $56 million to the Austin economy.
1: Right. But, you know, they've already invested so much in it, right? They're, yeah. You know, the expectation to recoup that as they do every year and then some, but now they've already put all that money in with right now, no hopes of getting it back. I think, again, this is why they're trying to, to postpone it, right? Exactly. Setup, yeah. But if, yeah, but if this thing gets canceled, man, there might not be a South by Southwest next year.
0: Oh, because of the loss of funds. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't think so. I think, I, I think there's I think it'll happen. coffers for that, but, but I do think that it should be postponed. And you think about how uh, we're so used to our lives happening sort of in this triage way though. That's what makes me think about like, oh, South by Southwest will happen and then WWDC will happen and so on and so forth. Like all the conferences that we are used to watching or going to uh, in technology or the arts alone, like Coachella, that's just going to happen. And I've been to Coachella um, and it's a great time. Um, But I could see why they would like if there's a disease you could catch, in the air, that would be where you catch it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Coachella, uh, by day two, um, it's it's just it's it's a place you go for uh, the touch of human contact, <laughs> like the touch of the touch of uh, of human flesh. I should say, like that's the feel of it. That's that's what you do, and uh, but and it's a great time. But you will get sick. Like Coachella feels like it should be canceled before South by Southwest, I guess I should say, right? Like that they're almost late and we have March madness and we just expect that's going to happen. Like, um, even here where, where we are, um, we host, um, we being Nashville host the SEC tournament. That's 60,000 people in a stadium that come from all over the country and all over the world. And we're literally, you know, we're bringing it right to our doorstep. Um, so I'm, I'm keeping an eye on it. By the way, uh, according to, and I love this site. It's the best site for COVID-19 tracking. Uh, it's from John Hopkins and it's uh, G I S A N D. So GIS and data. So G I S A N D D A T A dot maps dot So our kids just, Dot com and you can track it in real time and to answer your question nick texas has 13 confirmed cases zero deaths zero recovered 13 active so um that even tracking that can get a bit obsessive um <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting into that game at all. I think
1: my, my wife and I talked about that too. It's just like, you know, right now there's a lot of fear and uncertainty going on, mm-hmm. and you know, that's that's not a place where we, you know, we want to live. I think, you know, right now we think about you know what the impact is to you know our community, the film community, and we just mentioned, you know, this year, you know, we'll, we'll see. We may see a rolling wave of festivals being canceled. Right. So, you know, the way that I think about this is like, OK, you got festivals but, being but, canceled. But, but,
0: but is it litigious or is it a uh, concern? Well, I think for me, it's just
1: it's it's a couple of things. Right. It's depending on who's actually shutting down the festival. Right. South by Southwest is shut down by Austin. Right. Not by South by Southwest. You know, again, they're trying to keep their city safe, you know, keep that from. Um, infiltrating their city on a, on a large scale um but you know what what i'm getting at is that you know there's there's things that are going to be shut down so you're going to have festivals being shut down that impacts the indie filmmaker right uh, film festivals is where people have their premieres it's where they seek to get recognition through awards through nominations uh we also have uh, the theaters that aren't seeing the traffic that they were before so, you know, even maybe some of the local theaters that were showing indie content, you know, maybe people aren't going to the theaters as much and, you know, people are going to start consuming more of their content at home. So for me, that really, I really think about those indies that are going to film festivals or thought about going to film festivals that don't have that option or their options are, are waning at this point. Um, you know, what are the other options for getting your stuff out there? You know, can you premiere online? You know, does it make sense to talk to publicists? Does it make sense to talk to your friends in film and say, hey, we're going to have an online premiere on Vimeo, you know, or on YouTube or, you know, so you just do it for a limited time, you know, because you want to keep the momentum that you had with your film. You don't want it to die just because the theater is no longer available or the the festival itself shut down. It's just kind of like, no, you got to you still have to figure out how to get your content out there. And I think indie filmmakers should really be, you know, kind of putting their thinking caps on right now and saying, you know, what are the, you know, the next five ways that I can get my content out there and mobilize my community of people who support me uh, to see this thing? You know, you can have a digital premiere, you know, it may not be as great as, you know, having it in the theater at one of these film festivals, but if the festival is shut down, you know, don't let that deter you. You know, there's going to be another way. So I think that to me is one of the big things for indies right now. It's just, you got to start thinking about other ways to get your content out there uh, because the momentum in your film project is huge. Uh, You know, we've seen, and I know Chris, you've talked about it before on the podcast where, you know, filmmakers get burnt out, you know, towards the end, you know, they've made the film. Now they may, might be getting into a festival. Maybe they made it into a festival, but even up to that point, it's been a really long run. And that premiere it, it justifies a lot of the pain, you know, a lot of the struggle that they've gone through throughout the process. And if that's taken away from you, you know, it can, it can suck the life out of you. You can drain your energy if you let it. Uh, but if you basically make the decision to persevere and find another way to do it, you keep the momentum, you keep rolling through, you get people to see your stuff uh, and you just keep moving through the process.
0: Yeah. And, I, I'm curious who is going to, um, you know, who is going to win so we know that the people who are making the vaccines are going to win, right? Like we know that they're going to help the world, hopefully. And then, you know, also, um, make a ton of money in the process, but as it, as it concerns the technology needed to do what you just said for filmmakers, I wonder what new norms will emerge from, from concerns over the virus. Cause right now it's still mathematically an anomaly for you to get sick. Like 984 total active cases in the United States against 340 million people is a very, very small number. Like, so right now, even if you said for every one person that's sick, there's probably six people that are sick. That's still a mathematical anomaly. Like, like you, you would need to be unlucky, uh, to get it, uh, and people can get unlucky. It's true. But there is also the concern of it being exponential. So that being said, and the reason I bring it up is because there was a concept, uh, brought up about sports and I had a conversation about it, which is, People have been moving away from going to live games for years now. And that, in that the experience of watching, let's say, a soccer game at home or a football or basketball game at home is, you can, you can make a true and honest argument that it is a better experience to watch a game at home versus go to the game. You could make an honest and now you can, depending on your home setup, you can make an honest and true argument that it is better to watch a movie at home than go to a theater. And in some ways it's better to go to a theater. I think in a lot of ways it probably is, uh, especially from a filmmaker perspective and the sound and the visuals and all that stuff. And of course the money, but, um, but some could argue, right? Like I would rather watch a movie in my bed on my iPad with my, Sennheiser noise canceling headphones on, and it is going to be a great experience, right? So, if you have a film and it premieres online, you know is 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 there a technology company that's going to step up? So instead of it being Vimeo that you premiere your or YouTube you premiere your uh, movie on, what if it's you know you know what if what if uh, IndieFlix uh, or c and Spark just opens up a new lane, right? Like some of these very specific to independent film companies or some net new company just opens up a lane that creates a new norm and really disrupts festivals for good. Yeah, I think it. this opens the door.
1: You know, it definitely opens the door for that kind of thinking. And, you know, we'll see um, because, you know, disruption you know, can be fun. Uh, It can change the game in a positive way uh, for a lot of people. But at the same time, uh, disruptive thinking can also be quickly shot down by an industry that's more powerful. You know, because, you know, you and I have talked about that as well, where, you know, we look at the, you know, the film festivals, distributors, film markets, you know, these things exist um, as part of, the industry machine, and if something threatens that industry machine, you know the industry might just come after it, you know, shut it down where it stands, uh, because it in itself is so powerful. Uh, but you know, with the right—I uh, don't know—the the the right group backing it, you know, the right um, sneak attack, you know, kind of into that industry, mm-hmm. um, the right timing. You know which could be right now you know as in in the only way for us to push this content is via this new means and if people see it just as almost like a temporary measure you know they don't see it lasting because you know once things get back to normal then things will get back to normal Uh, but this does offer a time for some level of disruption if someone is willing to to make that happen but i think it also you know for the for the filmmakers listening you know, it's an opportunity for them to say, okay, well, now people are watching or going to be more inclined to watch content at home. And maybe now um, they were going to go to the theater. They're not going to go to the theater now. So now their choices aren't limited to the ones that are in the theater. Now they have to open themselves up to more choices that are available through streaming or other means. You know, how do you get to them? You know, how do you make Mm -hmm. sure that your content gets in front of those people where if they were going to the theater, you never had a chance, right? Like you now have a chance to get your stuff in front of other people, uh, that weren't even thinking about
0: you before. Right. Right.
1: So it's it's a game changer. Like
0: like how do you, like, it sounds like a strange thing. It's like, how do you, how do you think, how do you think like a, uh, put your left brain on, right? And how do you think like a trader almost and say, you know how do I win in a time of pain and panic? Uh, I, I always think about um, um, the the story I read about um, the what's the name of the book? Nick, um, oh my gosh, uh, the creature from Jekyll Island. So in that book, they talk about how uh, the original Rothschild family just sat back in the cut. Everybody was panicking sold off everything and they went and bought everything up for pennies and they own the damn world (laughs) (laughs) like in the 16th century and like the rest is kind of history. Um, so how can you be like them and sit back, watch everybody scramble around. And then you have, you pick the right lane at the right time. And some of it will be timing. Like some of it will be, do you already have your film together? Like, is your film already coming out of post? Is it already in post right now? Um, did you write? Maybe did you write a a, a one location, um, two character, um, short film, or 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 feature film that now you have all the time in the world to to shoot, right? Because it's just it's confined confined, and there's a couple other use cases. But that's what that's where my mind is. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about like how else besides just investing in in. <laughs> all the companies that are trying to make a vaccine outside of investing in them, how do you come up, uh, as a filmmaker, you know, in this, in this panic?
1: Yeah. Well, I think about, you know, when you started the conversation you mentioned, you know, the kind of the three areas where filmmakers can, uh, provide content that is meaningful to others. Right. So that, you know, Segway, there's, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So there's like, you know, as, as, as we Appreciate. see it, I do what I can do look, when I can look do, look
0: do it. Look at you going, <laughs> taking, taking that and just watering it. Taking there you that go. See, I put on the dirt and you just threw a bunch of warm <laughs> Corona-free virus or coronavirus free <laughs> water on it. Right. And it grow. Yeah. Take <laughs> us you into that, Nick. Take
1: us into yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's, you know, we, you and I talk about, you know, kind of the internal and the external uh, factors behind making a film. And, you know, we'll talk the internal real quick is just, you know, making art you know, making art that means something to you, that is, that you're passionate about, you know, that's, that's one angle to go when making film. But with respect to this conversation and how you can, um, you hate to say the word capitalize, but you can still uh, be successful or you can leverage what is happening right now uh, is basically through your external factors. You know, why do you make content for other people? Uh, Well, you make content for other people for mainly three reasons. One is to educate. Another is to entertain. And then the last one is to inspire. And if you think about the social conversation that's happening right now around COVID, um, it is the conversation, right? Like that's what everybody's talking about. That's what we're talking about it. You know, we. it's not something that you can escape, at least the conversation, um, in your daily life. You know, it's funny. I was, you know, <laughs> at work today and I was... Uh, around some people and you know this this one guy he sneezed oh no man it was hilarious to hear the response to the sneeze so you hear this big sneeze Uh and then you hear oh right you hear like 10 people just go oh and it's just like, oh, nope, you got to go, dude. You got to go home. You know, you got to get out of here. Yes. And it's just funny, you know, off of one sneeze, which would have been relatively benign, um, gone unnoticed otherwise, is now part of the conversation. So, you know, when you think about content and the fact that people are going to be at home uh, consuming their content, as a filmmaker, you have a multitude of ways to get to them uh, even without going through you know formal distribution or formal you know filmmaking uh, from a like a feature film or even a a, sh- a short film that you would send to a um, to a festival, you have the option to create now content yeah. in any of those categories, right? You could create now content about educating people about what's happening with COVID. You know, because like you mentioned, Chris, there's a lot of different stories and stuff that's going on right now. Um, So if you're in the documentary space, if you're in the educational space, this could be a great opportunity to um, educate people about the virus itself. You could educate people about people's responses to what's going on. You know, you could do local things, you know, like even your family, you know, you know, you could take uh, you could actually create content around how your family has decided to respond to this. What, you know, is potentially a, you know, what people are calling a pandemic you know, what does this mean? You know, what do your children think about this? You know, cause they're talking about it. Uh, there's some social aspects to this that I was actually not expecting at all. Uh, I think one of them I was, and again, this is from the educational was it, space.
0: Was it, was it expecting the stereotyping of Asian people?
1: So that's the one that I was expecting. Yeah. Um, but the one that I wasn't, Yeah, the one that I wasn't expecting people are stupid,
0: yeah well,
1: yeah. well, they're, they're more stupid when I tell you this one. So the one that I wasn't expecting actually. I should say they're stupid
0: when they get scared.
1: Sorry, right. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So the one that happened here in, in, um, in, in my County uh, that was actually sent out by the school system was that um, because the virus is called the coronavirus, um, kids are teasing kids of certain uh, ethnicities about it. You know, so, Corona being associated with, you know, Hispanic or Latino people. Even though they're Uh,
0: owned by Anheuser-Busch.
1: Right. You've got kids asking Hispanic or Latino uh, kids, hey, do you have the coronavirus? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is is crazy. But this has happened. This now has become part of the social context. You know, and, and that's so the thing with the Asian people right, is a national again, it's, conversation. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's having all of these different effects on people and the way that people are using it again with, you know, with Asian people, you'd almost expected that because of, you know, the
0: origins Well, and we we saw it play out after 9-11 as well.
1: Exactly. But this thing, you know, we're now twisting it because it's Corona. And now you're talking about Hispanic and Latino people. It's just like, what is happening? So anyway, that's that's an area where we can provide information and filmmakers can educate. And you can do that by creating short film content that can show up on social media, Mm -hmm. that you can post to YouTube, you can put on Vimeo. Basically, this is an opportunity to leverage the social conversation in order to create educational content. Now, in that, you know, entertainment space, you know, some want, some may say, hey, you know, it might be too soon to be joking about the coronavirus. Um, but sometimes you get through the fear and the uncertainty and doubt through laughter, right? Yeah. Sometimes you it have to It feels like laugh. you could
0: educate and entertain at the same time. I immediately think about all those folks out there that were really good at Vine-type videos. Right. That I guess you would now call TikTok-style video where you can educate somebody through humor in a very short and concise way.
1: Right. And that's Towards content. You. Right. And that's content. And I think that's one of the things that, that you and I are, are always telling filmmakers, you know, there is, you know, value in creating what I would call, you know, your microform content, right? It's not short form content. It's microform content. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is stuff that you can still do, um, with a classically trained eye. You know, you can still create quality micro content. You can create a lot of it. And this might be the opportunity to do some of that. You know, you don't always have to make the eight to 15 minutes short to feel like you've done something. Micro content helps to, you know, build your portfolio of content. You know, you can add that to your reel. You can build an audience through it. So I think, yeah, if you can create entertaining content, micro form or short form content that talks about not the virus, But the social conversation around the virus and why some of the social conversation is is funny, you know, uh, then I think that's, you know, again, it creates another opportunity uh, to get content out there. And of course, that last one is inspire. Uh, Again, we go back to fear, uncertainty and doubt. You know, those are basically the opposite of inspirational. Right. That's why people need inspiration is to get them beyond all that negative stuff and again, if you're making content for others, not just the art that you want for yourself, but you're making content for others, if you have a knack for inspirational content, this is the time to make it. Um, even if the festivals are, are shutting down and, and let's say theaters, uh, people are not going to the theaters as much anymore. Now, even if you wanna make a short form, you know, show form content and a short film, or this sparks an idea for a feature film, Uh, This has now become part of the American conversation in 2020 and therefore is now part of the history of the United States. Uh Your content that you create over the next three months, six months, nine months to a year will still be relevant when it's completed. So, you know, making content that is part of that social conversation uh, to inspire people, you know, how they've gotten through it, how they have banded together to deal with it, whatever the case is. I think it's a great opportunity to do that. So yeah, I think this it presents itself as a uh, as an odd time for some people. It's a scary time, right. but for filmmakers creating content, you know, this creates an opportunity for you to make basically socially conscious content to educate, entertain, uh, and or inspire your audience.
0: Yeah. And, and I want to get into the tactical really quick on that. So a couple of things, tools that will help you get there. Um, so if you're at home, you're socially distancing, you're creating content that's going to educate, inspire, or entertain, uh, you'll need a tool. Um, here at Bonsa, we're very big fans of the tool over O-V-E-R. Uh, you can use it for free. You can use it for free, I should say. And, um, I don't know if I said it the first time very clearly <laughs> uh, and there's a pro account. I would recommend the pro it's worth it. And you know, you can use endless creativity to just quickly post to social. There are competitors of course, but uh, it's, it's a, the thing is, is, you know, it has it all right. Has everything you need to market has a great customer service, uh, great outreach, a great blog, great templates. And so you're good to go on that. Um, the next thing you'd want to do is, well, how do I push it out? Well, uh, Buffer to me is is hands down the best. So B U F F E R. Again, you can use it for free. Uh, there's a pro account. You have to decide what's best for you. But that takes all the anxiety and 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 sort of bottleneck of bottlenecking out of out of posting. And I think that's the number one pe- reason people don't create and and post as often as they could. Uh, if they believe in it and feel like they, they're trying to create a brand through social media, it's because, well, when am I going to have time to do it? And Buffer alleviates um, part of that problem for them, you know, I, I think uh, not all of it, but, but part of it. And then the last thing is is kind of this, what's happening um, lately with with advances in automation. And I think this is really interesting. I think there's kind of a new way to post right now. And here's how you do it. So if you're a filmmaker, you sit down, have a conversation with yourself for an hour or two, um, or bring a friend over that's also a filmmaker that 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 feels like they're not sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and and but here's the thing. I'll 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 go down that checklist too as we get tactical. Uh, so we can bring some value here. That'll, that'll be interesting, hopefully, but, um, record with them, right? If you can do video as well, even better, but at the very least audio, and there are services out there now that will let you upload your, your audio and it will automatically break up all of your content into 30 second or 15 second. It's your choice Bytes of audio. And it will transcribe it and it does it all automatically. And it's pretty incredible. And um, it's worth checking out the one that uh, Nick and I are testing out, although we are not vouching for it yet. But the one we were testing out is called Headliner. So H-E-A-D-L-I-N-E-R. And so far, it's not been super easy to use uh, as a web app. Uh, but it does seem like it's powerful and effective and you can create some pretty beautiful looking pieces. And so, um, the, the, the transcription is, I would say, uh, I would say they tell you it's, uh, 90% accurate. I would tell you it's 60% accurate. Uh, so there's probably some work to do there. So those using those tools over buffer and headliner, and then using this new form of content creation that allows you to have a uh, to basically in one hour create a bunch of uh, different types of posts, uh, you might be set for the next couple of weeks uh, on content if you can just sort of push through those mediums and and get out in front of it. So that's the that's the tactical. Um, Nick, do you have anything else on? Uh, the effects COVID-19 might have on filmmakers or, or, or the reminder we have this week on uh, how to create social media posts that either educate, inspire or entertain.
1: I would just say, um, put that fear, uncertainty and doubt aside and basically get your creative juices flowing uh, with respect to how to be a part of that social conversation. The content that you create that comes out of this uh, will be history, you know. So you just create the content, put it out there, let people consume it, uh, show them that you are socially aware with your content, Uh, give yourself something not easy, but something that's apparent and clear, uh, concise and specific to create content around, Um, you know, it can be difficult sometimes to come up with the next thing uh, to create content about, well, it's been delivered to you. So leverage it. Um, And as Chris mentioned, there's things that you can do within your house, you know, with the set of friends that, you know, are not sick, (laughs) you know, so, so do that, you know, put that content out there and leverage the, you know, social media uh, leverage, you know, places like Vimeo, YouTube, places where you can post things, now on your own and and put content out there because, you know, we're all about that. You know, that's it's all about making things um, to continue to learn from the process, grow from the process and uh, create content that you can be proud of.
0: Yeah. And, and I think in a f- another Indie Talk episode down the line, we might address sort of what is the in run ROI, in our opinion, of every social media site as they become extremely congested competitive, concentrated, and, and, and do follows equal dollars? Um, or, or have we reached sort of a second era now where that's not even the point, unless you're an influencer that is selling a particular product through their posts. But I'd I'd love to have that conversation with you, Nick. And I want to give props to three people who have inspired me, entertained me, or educated me consistently in their posts. And that'd be Katie Amond, Um, who, through the production and and posting of her film, Rattled, It was always fun to see what she was up to next. So kudos to you, Katie. Uh, Elizabeth Donaldson is freaking relentless and um, always entertaining, funny, self-deprecating, sexy, um, colorful. It's all sort of there. And then uh, Marissa Grindstaff, who uh, stars in Almost Balanced Foodie, and, um, uh, does some different services around photography as well and social media, um, and, and works in that space. Um, she's hilarious. So it's always entertaining and inspiring to, to watch her work. So kudos to, to those three, uh, individuals out there that, uh, are inspiring, entertaining and, and, um, educating us and, uh, keep up the great work. So, I'll wrap by saying uh, uh, what I said I was going to say, which is, look, um, the one thing no one has said about the time we're in now with this virus and this pandemic is that this virus is operating outside of the um, typical uh, movement of a virus, Uh, meaning you still get it the same way um, you would get you know, any other virus. I remember living through the HIV AIDS panic and uh, Magic Johnson coming out and everyone freaking out. And it is a, literally the reason we have those spray bottles and towels in the gym now for your equipment is because there were people who were scared that they were going to get HIV AIDS, <laughs> uh, HIV. Hopefully they, they didn't think they're going to get AIDS, but <laughs> HIV through sweat, even though um, healthcare said, "Well, you you know that's not possible," but no one wanted to take any chances, right? So, from what I've read and seen, and I've stayed try to stay on top of it, it just works like any other virus. So, even if you confront someone with coronavirus that might be sick, uh, not being all up in their face works. Washing your hands regularly works. Not touching your face works um, taking the herbs, Allison or the, or astragalus, which is a Chinese herb. Those are both antivirals Order order them, take them. People are running and getting toilet paper. They should be running to get those antiviral herbs, which will kill viruses in your body. And they've been proven to do it. Um, so that's the, that's the bonsai Chris checklist for not getting sick. And, um, Nick, do you have anything to add to to my checklist? Any any best practices you've had to keep our filmmakers healthy through this time? Wave. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been doing the I've been doing the kid and play with people.
1: Yeah, I've I've heard that too. Uh and that confuses a lot of people. But, you know, the the fist bump is out. You know, I was thinking about you could do the little elbow pop. You know, you mm-hmm. hit elbows or whatever, but that doesn't work with uh, tall people and short people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, you know, somebody like getting bowed in the face. Um, so just wave, man. That's it. Just, you know, you see somebody, hey, just, just put the hand up, wave to them. Even if they're, you know, like a foot away from you, wave to them. Um, you know, you meet somebody new, same deal. Hey, nice to meet you. Get that wave. You know, if you need to, you can add the add this one word to the wave. You just say, COVID, Yep. people will get it. You know, I'm right. saying so people will totally 100% understand COVID. Oh, yeah, I got you. No handshake yeah. today.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you, you, I mean, you almost you almost make a thing of it.
1: Yeah, 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 and people get it. And like I said, it's about that you know that entertaining part. You know, people are trying to be as positive as they can about it. So you know, people are taking a a, a joking, uh, joking face to some of this stuff. So it's okay to be light. You know, when you need to be light. Uh, About the process, and you know, it just yeah, stop shaking hands. Don't don't. don't, If you reach out your hand to me, I'm gonna
0: look at you crazy. I'm gonna look at you funny. It's just gonna happen. (laughs) I I asked someone earlier today what we thought, uh, what they thought the first movie about coronavirus virus would be, and. Uh, they're like, oh, it was already made. It's called World War Z. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so go watch that uh, and stay yeah, at home. Hey. Uh, but Nick, this is fun. It's always fun. Thank you for hopping on. I know this one was a little bit different for those listening out there. Normally, we, we stick to just film. and We hope we made it film-related enough, but I think it would be sort of ridiculous of us to to not have a topical conversation. So, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope we brought some value. And uh, if you have questions, you can always reach out to us, uh, email us at uh, contact at bonsai.film, so that's b o n s a if or, which most people do just reach out to us on social media. If you go to Facebook, you can just search for Bonsai creative. If you go to Twitter or, uh, I really enunciated that one, didn't I? Twitter. Yes, you did. Twitter. Um, <laughs> if you go to Twitter or Instagram, you can find us at underscore Bonsai creative. And then you can also find us individually. So the only place we are, who we really are, like our individual selves is on Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is Flaming your heart. So you can find that. And Nick yours is they call, they call him Mr. Bugs, right? Yes, sir. All right. So you can find us on Twitter, ask us questions there, and we'll talk to you, have a conversation. So um, outside of that, Nick, tell them what we're all about. Be better, be creative, and be engaged. That's right. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. More to come, more interviews on the way. And Nick, thanks a lot. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure, dude. I'll catch you next time. All right. Peace. Laters. You've been listening to the make it podcast to find out more information on this week's creative, including links to their projects and social media feeds. Please visit our website at www.bonsai.film forward slash make it. If you haven't already, you can join our podcast community on Apple podcasts or the podcast app of your choice by searching for make it bonsai creative. If you do that, the show will pop right up. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Bonsai Creative and on Facebook by searching for Bonsai Creative. And of course, if you're looking to take a big step toward your filmmaking success, go to www.bonsai.film and click on Show Me How to schedule a free discovery meeting and needs assessment. You have everything to gain. Until next time, be better, be creative, Be engaged and thank you for listening.